Lesson 1.1.3, Paul Lawrence Dunbar, Dialect and Masking. In 1895, Dunbar initiated a correspondence with Alice Ruth Moore, a fair-skinned black Creole teacher and writer originally from New Orleans. Three years later, he married Alice in secret and over the objection of her friends and family. During the years of their marriage, Dunbar began to suffer from tuberculosis and the alcohol prescribed for it. The Dunbars separated permanently in 1902, but remained friends, and Alice continued to be known as the widow of Paul Lawrence Dunbar, even after her 1916 marriage to publisher Robert J. Nelson. The Dunbars had no children. Dunbar published 11 volumes of poetry, including Oak and Ivy in 1893, Majors and Minors in 1895, Lyrics of Lowly Life, 1896, Lyrics of the Hearthside, 1899, Poems of Cabin and Field, 1899, Candlelight in Time, 1901, Lyrics of Love and Laughter, 1903, When Melindy Sings, 1903, Lil Gal, 1904, Howdy Honey Howdy, 1905, and Lyrics of Sunshine and Shadow, 1905. Dunbar's so-called complete poems were published posthumously in 1913. The most complete edition of Dunbar's poetry, The Collected Poetry of Paul Lawrence Dunbar, containing a selection of 60 poems not published in 1913, did not appear until 1994. Dunbar's published fiction includes The Uncalled, written in 1898, Folks from Dixie, 1898, The Strength of Gideon and Other Stories, 1900, The Fanatics, 1901, and The Sport of the Gods, 1902. But he remains best known for his poetry. Much of the controversy surrounding Paul Lawrence Dunbar concerns his dialect poetry, wherein some scholars, such as the late Charles T. Davis, felt that Dunbar showed the greatest glimmers of genius. Sterling A. Brown, writing in Negro Poetry and Drama in 1937 asserted that Dunbar was the first American poet to handle Negro folk life with any degree of fullness, but he also found Dunbar guilty of cruelly misreading black history. This points to the basic flaw in Paul Lawrence Dunbar's attempts to represent authentic African American folk language in verse. He was not able to transcend completely the racist plantation tradition made popular by Joel Chandler Harris, Thomas Nelson Page, Irwin Russell, and other white writers who made use of African-American folk materials and who showed the old-time Negro as if he were satisfied serving the master on the antebellum plantation. While Dunbar sought an appropriate literary form for the representation of African-American vernacular expression, he was also deeply ambivalent about his undertaking in this area. He recognized that many of his experiments yielded imperfect results, and he was concerned that prominent white critics such as William Dean Howells praised his work for the wrong reasons, setting a tone that other Dunbar critics would follow for years as they virtually ignored his standard English verse and his published experiments with Irish, German, and Western regional dialects.